Good morning. Let's get this show started, just like the music says. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And, well, it's just that simple. That's exactly what we're here to do. Teach you interesting ways to save you interest on your mortgage. Yeah, blah, blah, lowest rate. And, you know, I've got my mortgage. I'm all set up. But, guys, I have to admit, there's been a lot of changes in life, a lot of changes in mortgages, uh, a lot of changes overall in the last couple of years. And, that's what we're going to talk about on today's program. Just the change that has happened in front of us over the last few years, uh, even the few decades on how we bank. I mean, let's just talk about the, the traditional mortgage or debt or even what's going on in London and surrounding area. Uh, a couple few updates, of course, as far as mortgages. We've, we've had a stress test implemented. That was back in 2016. And this is the difficulty we have with, you know, first time home buyers buying a house. They have to qualify at 5.25%. Now hear me out on that. So, you know, say you're making 50 grand a year and you want to go and, and buy your own place. That's the way we always did it growing up in the, you know, the 80s and the 90s. But this is what's changed so much. See, the interest rates back then were maybe 5, 6, 7, 8%. Okay, now they're down to 2%. And that's another topic we're going to talk about. But what the government did back in January 1st, 2016, is all of us Canadians, not just first-time homebuyers, every single Canadian has to qualify at their mortgage at 5.2%. 2-5% at 5%. So what happened on that day was say you were, you know, pre-approved and getting a rate of, you know, three and a half percent on your mortgage and you're pre-approved for $400,000. Now, lo and behold, you're only pre-approved for $320,000 because your income has to qualify at 5%. Now, what this has caused folks is you're probably hearing a lot of people that when they go to get a mortgage, they need a co-signer. Now, this stress test came into effect in like I said, January 2016. Since then, wow, look at the house prices. You needed that stress test to buy a house for 250 and 350. I don't know. Can we even buy a house in London for $250,000 anymore? And this is the difficulty we're running into lately that a single income can no longer buy a house. Even a double income may not buy the house that you actually want. So now we're running into, you know, families buying houses together. Uh, as far as co-signing. And hey, this is what you have to do to save money. There might be mortgages out there. Don't get me wrong. We can set them up that, you know, there's business for self mortgages. Um, you know, there's mortgages with fees. But what happens is, and this happened to me when I bought my first home. I'm an entrepreneur. I was starting mortgage teacher. So I fell into the same category that it was difficult for me to qualify. So yes, I use my parents to co-sign and even my brother to co-sign, my sister, whatever it takes to save interest. And lo and behold, when I did my numbers, I actually saved a total of about $21,000 in just a two-year period of time uh, being able to get lowest interest rates. So these are the type of things that we want to watch out for. But this is the probably biggest stumbling, biggest hurdle for people getting a mortgage and qualifying right now. And that's that's what it's all about. It's the qualifying on such a high mortgage amount. It doesn't matter what rate it is, folks. It doesn't matter if you're getting 1%, 2%, 3%. Good for you. Everybody has to qualify at 5.25%. So that's the difficulty. Now, here's what we're going to talk about. I want to get into this a little bit deeper is habits. 
we have a lot of different habits, meaning sometimes bad habits, sometimes good habits. But here's something to, to kind of notice, okay? Why is it when we start looking at our debt, we look at it differently than our assets? Now, hear me out. Hear me out on this. Let's say you had an investment. Let's say you gave your financial planner. Actually, let's back up even more. That's a good point I just brought up. Relationship. When we go to get advice from an institution or money advice, think about our surroundings and who we have as a relationship. I'm from a small town, like I've mentioned, outside in Dorchester. And when we used to go into the branch, we knew the person that was giving us our our advice, our auto loan. Mm, Isn't that an interesting comment? What, Mike? You went into the bank to to get a car loan? Yep, back in the 90s we did. But you don't even do that now, do you? No. You go into the dealership and your dealership writes you up maybe three or four different loans and lo and behold, you have a, you know, a TD payment coming out of your BMO account and you don't care because it's just a car payment. This is how things have changed. In fact, my parents used to go into the bank to get investing advice, but we don't. We usually have a financial planner, a relationship, someone that helps us build wealth, right? And, that, and we trust that person typically, even when it comes to life insurance and car insurance, things that protect our family and our home. Often we don't even get that through the branch. We go outside and get an insurance broker and get you know, life insurance set up that way. So as I've been growing up, I'm realizing, wait a minute, I don't really use my banking institution's advice like they used to. I don't use it to invest. I don't use it for insurance. I don't use it to secure myself. In fact, hmm. Then when it comes to different debts, well, let's face it, your car loan is probably one of your biggest, second biggest debt outside of your mortgage. And we just disclosed we don't really use banks for that. And then, of course, outside of that, we have visas, credit cards, lines of credit. Of course, to get a line of credit, you go into the bank. There's not too many other places that offer those. But when it comes to credit cards, hmm. I tell a lot of young, you know, young people, 18 to 21, to build your credit and go get a credit card. But they don't always come in with a credit card from the bank. We have a Costco card. We say a Home Depot card, Canadian Tire card. Heck, I've even seen a Toronto Maple Leafs Visa card come into the office. The point I'm getting at, we don't really use the institutions like we used to. So when it comes to mortgages, who's giving you your advice? Who is your relationship? And that's that's what we're doing here at Mortgage Teacher. And feel, please folks, and if you're just tuning in now, That's exactly what we're doing here. We're teaching kind of old habits versus good habits. How has banking changed? You know, who's here to help us get ahead in life? We have financial planners and we have, you know, wealth advisors to help us build wealth. But wait a minute, who's going to help us get rid of the debt before we can start saving up our money? So that's an interesting kind of concept there. And that's what I want to focus on here when it comes to habits. Because there's a very powerful thing out there that I ask a lot of people, meaning, you know, there's some things that happen out there on a habit and we don't even notice it. And and that's what exactly what a habit is. A habit is something you do without noticing. Unfortunately, we have a lot of bad habits. For example, through COVID, I've been asking every Canadian, you know, who is your biggest expense? What is your biggest expense in life? And, you know, that, that that's a big question that we have because, you know, what do we notice and what kind of automation tools do we give ourselves? So, Let's just think about this for a second. What I'm trying to say is there's so many tools out there. We have smartphones, but we sit there and watch little videos on them that don't necessarily make us smarter. 
Um, so how can we use some of these tools and some of these things around us, uh, some of these services around us to help us get ahead in an automation format? Because we love to automate everything. So it's, you know, pretty easy for us. So, you know, let's, oh gosh, look at the time. You want to what? Let's go to a news break. Again, my name is Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher. And well, that's what we're doing on this show. Now, when we come back, I'm going to ask you a very serious question. I want you to ask your friends, ask around, what is your biggest expense in your life? Let's talk about this because there's something I'm noticing lately, kind of a bad habit, and I want to talk about it. So what is your biggest expense in your life? Here's the things I normally hear. Oh my gosh, I got teenagers. So grocery bill is huge or my debt is big. My vehicle payment, my mortgage, oh, daycare. Oh, it's so expensive. These are typically what people say for their biggest expense in their life. So we're going to go to a news break and come right back after this. Again, I'm Michael Mullis from Mortgage Teacher and we'll see you or hear you or listen to you in a few minutes. Thanks again. Well, welcome back to the show, folks. And if you're still tuning in, thank you very much for not changing that dial. I know this talk radio is pretty exciting stuff, but we were into a pretty good topic. And I want to go back to that topic. So if you're just tuning in, my name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And that's exactly what we do. Teach you all the different products of all the different banks. And of course, even more importantly, design a plan to help you pay off this debt. Um, I've said it here on the show before and many times, you know, there's over, well over it seems, oh my gosh, more people hiring. Everyone wants to be a mortgage advisor. And now we've got all these part-time people out there. Hey, I can write your mortgage up for you. It's just an easy job. But yeah, that's the problem, folks. There's a, about 400 or so agents, advisors out there to give you a mortgage. Everyone wants to give you a mortgage. Well, thank you very much for the debt, folks. But who's going to help us get rid of the debt? I mean, we just talked about uh, earlier in the program, all the different different relationships that we want to, you know, gather future based, meaning a financial planner, um, maybe an estate lawyer, things like this you're going to need when you're older. So who's going to help you get rid of this debt? Who's going to help you early in your career, you know, and create automation to help pay this down? So this, this is what we're talking about. So just before the program, I asked a pretty serious question out to everyone because we were talking about habits. And that's just what is a habit? Just that something that you do without even noticing. So unfortunately, what happens with habits is often they become bad habits, things we kind of do without noticing that, you know, might not be the best for us. But what about good habits? What, how can we do the same kind of setup? And is it possible to maybe create a good habit? So here's what I'm talking about. And here's what I'm seeing in the office. And this is a pretty hot topic lately, folks, because there's a lot of things going on that as far as our finances that we're just not noticing or not paying enough attention to that sometimes could cost us a lot of money. So here's a good example. I was asking everyone, what is your biggest expense? You know, taking a bad habit and turning it into something good. So what's your biggest expense in your life? What do you think? Who takes the most money out of your pocket per month, per year? So the often, you know, a lot of people say, oh gosh, my mortgage payment or my debt payments or oh my kids, you know, they're teenagers and they just eat, eat, eat. So it's the grocery bills or you know, is it entertainment? Uh, I had one this week. It was daycare. That's their, you know, one of their biggest expenses, having two kids in daycare. I've heard all of these things. And absolutely, these are all most expensive. But when we start dealing with people outside of Ontario and outside of Canada, we start to have our eyes and our ears open quite a bit. Because here's what's happened. Your biggest expense in your life, I asked well over 500 people. And not one person has gotten the answer right. What, what came to your mind? 
Were there, some of those things, was it your car? Was it your travel? What was it? Well, I doubt it was your travel, but it's another story. Right. It's taxes, folks. It's taxes. Holy moly, we are taxed. In fact, we are the highest taxed person. My understanding is the highest taxed person here in Ontario in the entire world once HST was put on to carbon tax, okay? So when you deal with someone outside of Ontario, Ontario or outside of Canada, they are shocked that not only are we the highest tax person, that we lose a lot of money to our government, but in return, we don't even notice. We can ask a hundred people in a row, what's your biggest expense? And a lot of people will say car, daycare, debt. They will forget, they will forget taxes. Now, why is this? Because of bad habits. That's my take. Because it's out of sight, out of mind, and that's a powerful tool. Out of sight, out of mind allows you to forget things. Okay. And of course, automation. This is what I was talking about. How can you create something that is automation for you and out of sight, out of mind? See, they take your taxes before you even get your money. Then every time you try to buy something, they take your taxes before you even get to take that piece. What if you did something like this to yourself to succeed? Now, now here, here's what I'm talking about. They take all your money without noticing. Well, here's the type of plan that I build for people. Okay. We get people that sit in here all the time that they're paying, you know, $300 out to their car payment or $450 out to that car payment. And then they go borrow a line of credit to, to renovate the house because the bank gives them to us easy. But those are compounded monthly at a higher interest rate. So a lot of us get caught in this wheel of spending interest on borrowing money. And all this money is going to the bank to borrow that. But meanwhile, you could set it up a little bit more, like I said, a good habit. See, folks, here's what's going on. We all shop hard, thanks to our ancestors, for the lowest rate. That's all we hear. In fact, I think if you Google mortgage rates, I think lowest mortgage rates are a higher Google ranking. Now, here's what you need to know, folks, because I'm going to call you out, and I've done it before on the show. See, because my grandma and grandpa said back in the 80s, said, Mike, you know, go, you got to find a house one day and, and buy it and, and make sure you get the lowest rate. Well, that's because rates were at 18% in the 80s. And then along come the 90s and we see 8% interest rate. So then my parents still, Mike, oh, you got to shop around for the lowest rate, you know, drive from this bank, drive to that bank, go all over the place and work really hard and find the lowest rate. Like it's a golden nugget out there or something. Meanwhile, we did that. We Everyone shops for the lowest rate. But folks, the lowest rate is here. This is the problem. We've gone from 18% to 8%. Now rates are anywhere from 1.5 to 2.3%. The lowest rates are here. So here's the challenge we need to be giving our kids. Here's the challenge you need to be taking on. They're here, folks. What are you going to do with it now? And that's the bad habit that's arising, just like the taxes. We're just letting money go out the door. Meanwhile, the government's forcing you to qualify at 5%. So since when have we educated our kids and our family and the people we care about to set the bar lower than government standard? What I'm trying to say is, if you look at a stress test and say, you know, it's 5%, your payment should be $3,500 a month. That person is not paying $3,500 towards their mortgage. Instead, they're like, oh, what's the lowest rate? What's it, what can I get? And their payment's only $1,700 a month. And now, oh, I'll take that. I'll pay $1,700. Well, here's the problem. Habits. We get used to that payment. We get used to the low payment. And the last time I checked, we are in a pandemic. 
meaning do not set your bar at pandemic level rates. Just because rates are in the ones and the two percents, don't go set your payment there and hold it there and get used to that because that is not reality, folks. And please talk to your parents and your grandparents and, and see what rate should be. This is the time we should be taking the lower rate, taking advantage of it, and paying down our mortgage quicker than we ever have before. And that's exactly the plan. And this is how people leave the office at Mortgage Teacher. Well, let's be honest, leave your screen because we don't have to meet face-to-face because we can do that over the screen anytime, show you all your numbers. So this is the mind-blowing stuff that we see coming in here. And what I mean by mind-blowing is there's so many habits we are used to doing that isn't necessarily in our, pun intended, in our best interest. And that's what we need to do. Yes, we are all working smarter, but that's what we want to do is make sure that we're working smarter for our future and not giving money away. So folks, the biggest message in today's show from here at Mortgage Teacher is while rates are low, I'm challenging you, pay off your debt quicker. Now, there's strategies how to do this, and that's exactly what we teach. We can teach you how to do this and put this money away, and products allow you to put money down as you like, when you like, if you get the right product. You got to get rid of these restrictions that, you know, oh, please come into the bank if you want to put extra money down. Like I said, do not set the bar low. Sit down, treat your mortgage plan the same as an investment plan. Take advantage while the rates are low and please people pay this debt down. We need to make a big difference and now's the time. Again, I'm Michael Mullis from Mortgage Teacher. And like I've always said, we're not here to get you the debt. As you can tell by how I'm talking, we're here to help you get rid of it. So give us a shout anytime, 226-289-2991. And of course, always look us up at mortgageteacher.com. Take care, guys.